Welcome to your favorite F-word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. So for today, in our first episode, we thought it would be fun to start off with kind of an exploration into our past, both as individuals and together and how we got into coaching, how we grew our friendship and relationship and decided to go into business together. Um, we have both come from very different backgrounds in fitness and nutrition, and so our stories are different but have lots of overlapping pieces. Um, so today we'll talk about a few of those and how our coaching and our business has transformed over the years. So get ready, because here we go. Let's do it. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, why don't we start off? Let's fill everyone in kind of on how we met. It Ooh, feels so the saga of our friendship. <laughs> it feels like such a long time ago now. I mean it was. Wow. So we are recording this in the really super fun year of 2021. And I think we met how many years ago? In like 2000, probably 2015. That was our Bannon started? Yeah. Yeah. That was the summer. So we met really because of our boyfriends. At the time, Sarah was dating someone who played on the same baseball team as my previous and current partner. And so we were kind of just the girls there watching the baseball as if sports brought us together. It pisses me off that sports are the reason. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Nicola loves sports. <laughs> I remember because I'm pretty sure it was like, uh, I don't know if it was like a special, was it Canada Day? Yeah. yeah, it was Canada Day. So where the town where this all kind of where we met, et cetera, Canada Day baseball was like a huge thing. There was always a double header and everyone went and like got wasted and it was like this big party. And um, so, yeah, we were there. I don't think we'd met before that. We probably knew of each other, but yeah. Hadn't met. yeah. So, and I remember, like, I just remember this vividly in my head, like picturing Nicola and she was sitting there and she just looked so unimpressed. Like she did not want to be there. I thought it was because she like hated all of us. Um, later I learned that she wasn't a huge fan of sports <laughs> um, and also people sometimes. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, this was the first time I had really been in, like, that group of friends. So Brandon brought me. I was sitting with him and some other guys that he was talking to. But, like, honestly, I felt like I was just along for the ride. And Sarah already knew all the other baseball girlfriends, so they were just having a time. I think you were playing, like, Flip Cup or something. Probably. Doing something. And it was really intimidating for me to want to be, like, hey, what's up, girls? I'm the new girl. Um, so I just like stayed with Brandon where I was most comfortable. I'm pretty introverted. So to introduce myself to a lot of new people is like super overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just minding my own business. And Sarah was like, who's that bitch? <laughs> yeah, that was basically my internal dialogue. <laughs> but I was also like, damn, she's hot. 
<laughs> Good job, Brandon. So Nicola was like the first girl that Brandon ever brought around or like that I ever met. Um, so yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so that is like kind of how we met. And I think for the first, it was probably, it took us a while to like start developing any sort of friendship. Hey, like we, yeah, like a long while for us to warm up to each other. Cause like after that first, like initial meeting, it's not like a friendship blossomed right away. Cause I think we started spending more time at the house. So our boyfriends again at the time lived together also. Mm -hmm. So we found ourselves at the house hanging out with each other more often, but it was always like in this group setting. And I think, I don't know, I think this is like a thing just in the world of girl friendships, or at least at that age where we have our insecurities and maybe we're a little like threatened of, of other women, especially ones who we see like doing incredible things and like taking on the world. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. Like it's more of an intimidation thing that we like put up a guard around. Mm -hmm. And so I think both of us kind of like tiptoed around each other for a little while and just like made nice without really making a full effort to get to know each other, which is shitty, but it eventually like turned into something beautiful. For sure. I can't even, like, I don't remember like the first time we hung out one-on-one or like how that came to be. I do. You do? Yeah. The first time we hung out one-on-one was when we were hanging out with the boys, but we were like super bored of the stupid activities they were playing. So you and I went to go walk to the store to get ice cream bars. Amazing. (laughs) That's so awesome. I, uh, yeah, the max was right there. Snacks were always so close. I think we were also pissed because we made dinner and then we cleaned up and we were like, what the fuck? I remember that. And we were like standing there doing the dishes, being like, cool, we just made you guys dinner. Like, yeah, fuck you guys. Um, that reminds me of the podcast episode that we that you brainstormed about. <laughs> Shit that annoys us about our partners. <laughs> yeah, we could go on for days about that, but we won't get into that. But yes, I remember that now. Um hilarious so yeah we kind of we started like having those little like one-offs of just like conversation and I think for me I was really drawn to you because you had this like just like wisdom and like this insight that I wasn't used to in a lot of my other friendships a lot of my other friendships at that point had been very much revolved around like being a 20 year old (laughs) like getting drunk and working at moxies and like going out on the weekends and stuff like that so it was a lot more of like superficial stuff and I think I was like really intrigued right away at like how deep our conversations could get especially since we didn't really know each other that well um and I didn't know that that was going to be like it was going to have such a huge effect on me and my own personal growth in terms of learning to be more vulnerable and emotionally intelligent and just investing in like so much of my own self-growth. And so I think that that was something that drew me to you right away. And I was like, damn, this girl like knows a lot about like life (laughs) (laughs) and feelings. (laughs) So that was super cool. Yeah. And I think for me, it was like, who is this girl who like just graduated and like has her own gym? Like, what is that about? How does she and you would wake up too? I remember like Brandon and I would roll out of bed and it would be like eight o'clock and you had already been out of the house for three hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was the days because that was like 
pretty close to when I opened the gym and I was like literally there from 5 a.m. to like 7 p.m. every day. And like maybe three people would come in the entire day. And if five people came, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like that was such a good day. Um, But yeah, so that was like, I think it was like the perfect time in my life for you to come in too, because I was very much like just starting to develop like who I was and learn who I was. Um, We won't like go into this too much in the podcast, but the relationship that I was in at that time wasn't necessarily supportive of like me being who I wanted to be and who I knew to be. It was very much trying to prove myself to my partner at the time. Um, So it was like a perfect kind of storm for you, for you and I to meet at that point in my life, which was cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's fast forward. I don't know, three years? Like, yeah, two or three years after that, I think. So Sarah had her gym running full time and she was doing a lot of coaching there and she started to take on nutrition clients. Meanwhile, I was working out at another CrossFit gym that my partner owned and I also became interested in nutrition. Um, I mean, we can talk about like how our investment in the nutrition side of health really got going. Um, But there was a time there where both of us were kind of like pursuing what would it look like to be a nutrition coach. For me, it was kind of like it would be a sick side hustle because I had a full-time job. And for Sarah, it just like made sense as a wonderful add-on to support the clients she was already training at the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think we started to have conversations, even like would go for coffee and talk about some of the clients and like help each other troubleshoot like what was going on and provide different suggestions or different resources. And then one day it was kind of like, yo, let's talk about what it would actually look like to work together and create a course specifically for women to kind of basically fill the gaps that we found was lacking in the nutrition coaching that we had both had for ourselves, um, taking what we loved and what was really transformative for us, but then also piecing in aspects of it that we were like, man, it would have been so cool had we learned this or if there was this aspect to the program. And so our, what we now call shift, um, which was formerly called the balanced lifestyle method, was kind of born in an afternoon, sitting on like my (laughs) patio, brainstorming all like the shit that we saw in the nutrition and fitness space and like how we wanted to make that better for women. Yeah. I remember that day. Like it was literally yesterday. Uh, It's so wild. I, yeah, for me up to that point, it was like, I had all these ideas and all of these things that I wanted to do and the ways that I wanted to like have an impact on this industry and help women like sort through the absolute bullshit that is out there. But I was always like my own worst enemy and like I'm not good enough, like lots of imposter syndrome and stuff like that. So I never took action on these ideas. I was very much like a visionary. I would write it down, et cetera. And I was like, as as Nicola and I started having these conversations, it was very much like, fuck, we could do this together. And having that person there to like help with follow through and stuff like that, especially because of how our personalities work together, (laughs) which we'll talk about. But it was just like, yeah, it just kind of came together. And then that afternoon when we started brainstorming balanced lifestyle method, I just knew that like this was going to be huge. It was super exciting. From like, what does it include to all the 12 weeks of like program and module and content? 
literally in an afternoon, probably highly caffeinated. And I think we probably got a sunburn afterwards, but yeah, because it was hot that day. But it was exciting. I mean, like Sarah definitely is the one with all the ideas and I'm the one with no ideas, but all the feelings. <laughs> and so together <laughs> it's not true. Like made sense. Um, and maybe now is a good time to talk about like our differences and personalities, but we've done a lot of like troubleshooting and learning and adjusting our expectations of ourselves, but also one another as we work through this, because Sarah is like such like, um, something we'll talk about later, these like leadership styles that we've come to learn through our amazing coaches. But Sarah is very like a take charge conductor, conductor, wants to take messy action and just get herself out there and do all the things. But she's also a visionary. So she has all these amazing ideas. Um, sometimes they're coming out from all over the place. Um, but my style is more to like move slow, process a little more analytically. And I'm also like my main leadership style is a nurturer. So I value like at my core being really secure and providing really safe and supportive relationships, honoring feelings, honoring the process. And so together we've kind of been able to like take messy action in like a way that really supports our clients and like nourishes them both in like relationships and with their own relationship with food and nutrition. So it's been like complicated for sure mm -hmm. to work with those opposing styles. But I think without them, we would be a very different company and probably be very different coaches too. For sure. Yeah. It's been interesting to, I mean, we've gone through coaching together that has been really, really helpful for us in learning how to navigate these different styles. Um, but I think like any books that I've read on business, um, they always talk about the two types of people that we kind of exhibit. So the ideas person that's very like long, long-term, like more abstract. And then the person who's able to like actually implement those and actually like take the steps necessary. And a lot of like, when we read about business, it talks about like, those are the two kind of people that are best to mesh together and create a business together because they kind of hit all the bases. Um, literally balance each other's yeah. weird shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so it's worked really, really well for us. Um, and like Nicola said, we've had a lot of like learning to do, um, a lot of learning in terms of how we like to communicate, um, what we need from one another, our expectations, et cetera. And that's like a constant work in progress. Um, but I think it's been like such a good partnership, um, especially in the business space, obviously as friends, but from like a business perspective, it's like kind of the best of both worlds. If you want to explain it like that. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to flash back really quick to balance lifestyle method mm -hmm. because it's so interesting to think, and I mean, we still run a very similar course. It has a different name now, Shift, okay? We called it Balanced Lifestyle Method in the beginning because we interviewed a bunch of women who we considered to be like ideal clients, and we listened to what they had to say about their obstacles and the things they were coming up against. And one constant with that was lots of them said, I just want to be balanced with my nutrition, with my fitness, et cetera. Um, and so we took that and put it into the name. Um, that was what we were taught to do in the business course that I was taking at the time, um, in order to like speak to our clients. 
And it served us for a while, um, but I think shift is a little bit more all-encompassing of the transformation that occurs inside the program for the women who move through it. Um, so yeah, we, when did we change the name? Last year. Uh, last summer. Yeah. Yeah. Last summer. This is what our third time running it as shift. Yeah. I think we've done it three times as balanced lifestyle method also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So six times that we've gone through it. Mm -hmm. That's wild. So crazy. Um, but yeah, there's been so much transformation, both for each of us on an individual level as coaches and humans in general, um, obviously our personal and business relationships have grown, but more so this past year, I think a lot of the changes that we've made to the program and inside our business in general are more based around leadership and this idea of like authority and providing value and all of these things that we're like, that are literally like shoved down our throats <laughs> from like the business facing coaches um, and that we like feel like we need to do. Um, I think pushing back against some of that has been a big piece of like our growth this past year. And I think it's really benefited our clients who are going through, whether it's our one-to-one -one programs um, shift or our, co our coach mentorship. Um, it's been really interesting to see just the transition in like the types of conversations that we're having and the way we lay out our programs and stuff like that. So yeah. Do we want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. If you like, you mean our previous like business coaching experiences? Yeah. And just like how we used to run our programs and like right. how we used to do things. Yeah. yeah. So I think like Sarah mentioned that the balanced lifestyle method, a lot of like how we put that into place was based on a, a business course that she took. Um, and a lot of it was like, I mean, we have to give that course some credit because it launched us. It gave us like what we felt were tools we needed at the time to finally like take action on the ideas that we had. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, credit is due there, but when we look back a few years later, a lot of the stuff that you learned in that course and that I learned with a different business coach were really that like conventional business idea where you're hitting on pain points, you're using essentially manipulation mm -hmm. um, and trying to like get in people's head, pretend that you are an expert or an authority over their health and fitness in order to encourage them to sign up. And we still see that absolutely everywhere. I think once you've kind of learned about what business could look like from a, what we'll call a, for this podcast, a human first approach where you're centering the human instead of the sale behind the human, mm -hmm. it's hard to look back. Like you can't unsee all of that now. And when we were going through those different coaching programs, it, we didn't have the information to be able to label what was going on, but we both knew that something was off. I know when like I would have meetings with my business coach, I felt really, really uncomfortable. There was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of, well, if I'm not, you know, coming back with 10 new client signups, when we have a meeting, I was like, well, I'm failing. So none of that process was about me or how I actually like to move because I I don't know. I didn't know anything about business. So I was just taking what was told to me. And looking back now, I'm like, oh, 
Well, it's like full body cringe, like how uncomfortable so the whole process was and how uncomfortable it felt when we were talking to potential clients because we had like a sales script in front of us and we're like walking them through to the sale. Again, like we didn't know any better and mm-hmm. I'm so fucking glad we don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh my God. It's so cringy to think back, but like when we were in it, like you said, we didn't know any better right? And it's the same thing when we have these conversations inside of our coach mentorship. Like these coaches are like, wow, like I didn't even realize that that was a thing. And I think it's just because it's just like how there's so much bullshit and noise in the health and fitness industry. There's also so much bullshit and noise in the business coaching space, right? And it's very much both the courses that we took were very much, it, there's this one way to do it. You need to do it exactly this way if you can't do it this way while you're making excuses or you have some sort of mindset issue that you need to deal with or something like that. Like if you don't like sales, well, you have a money mindset issue Mm -hmm. and like you need to repair your relationship with the money and stuff like that. Right. Which is just like, you don't fucking know me. You don't know my history. Like, oh, it's just, it's so blanketed. And there's no room for, there was no room for us to be humans there. You know, it was like robotic, like follow these fucking things. And like, yes, it got us to a certain point and it allowed us to launch our business and get going, but it definitely does not, there's no space for that anymore inside of our coaching um, or inside of our business really. So yeah, it's just like none of those practices that we learned honored or even acknowledged the privilege in the space, the privilege that we had, um, the different life experiences that we have versus what our potential clients had. And so it just like going through that program made you see things a certain way from how you were even creating a product. So like our program, how you delivered and marketed that program, how you wrote your copy, like everything was filtered through this lens that of like authority, manipulation, and none of it allowed for an actual human experience. Oh, it was yeah, something. Yeah, something. But I mean, I guess it was part of our journey and like it brought us here and like we are, I mean, we're grateful for the coach that we're working with right now, having brought so many of these issues to light for us um, because it was how we were taught. And we didn't know any better. So we're hoping that lots of these podcast episodes, whether you're a client or a coach, um, can help open your eyes to being more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not critical, but more aware of this in messaging, in fitness programming, in business coaching, et cetera. Um, Because so much of it is based around this idea of like shame and pain points and what that might look like in an Instagram post. I could scroll through my Instagram and find a fucking perfect example from two years ago. That's like, Hey, Hey, do you wake up and feel like blah, blah, blah. I used to be there too. I know what it feels like to whatever you want to say. I don't even want to say it now. Cause it's, that's how cringy it is, but I know what it feels like to have felt this and this and this shitty emotion. Um, But if I can get through it, you can get through it too. Here's the exact method. Join my program. 
right? And like, if you, now that you've heard that, if you go on Instagram, I bet you could find 20 of those ASAP um, in, especially in the fitness space. It's in the business space too. Um, But the thing is like me saying, Hey, I know how you feel. Absolutely not. I do not know how you feel. I don't know you. I don't know your story. I don't know what you've been through or what you've experienced up until this point. So for me to come in to get into your head, if that's how we want to say it, it's it's disgusting. I don't have a better term for it than that. Um, and I think that a lot of us, especially as consumers, we're just not aware that that's even a thing. We just read these posts and we're like, oh yeah, that's exactly how I'm feeling. Right. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It's cringy. Yeah. But I think like, I do think the word you used is like encouraging people to be critical about what they're reading and ask the questions like, okay, so this person does talk to something that I've experienced or that I'm feeling, but then ask more questions about that. So then if that's true, what does the program they're offering actually look like? Does it make space for your human experience inside of it? Does it acknowledge that the person who's selling the program probably has a lot of privilege um, just in the fact that they're working inside the fitness and nutrition space and therefore things inside that are going to be easier for them than they might be for you. They're probably not a mom uh, also working another job, taking care of other family members, you know, experience different trauma of certain sorts. Like unless they're being explicit with their experience and what's brought them there and making a program designed to honor like your needs inside it, I mean, question that, ask, ask those kind of things before you're signing up for something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, we talk about like, yes, this was part of our experience, but I also think it's really important to acknowledge that intention does not equal impact. So yeah, our intention was never to harm. Did we harm? Potentially, yeah. And for that, that's something that I mean, we can apologize for, but most importantly, I think, is we take forward with us and we promise to do better. Mm -hmm. And I think we've been able to achieve that again with like a help with help from an incredible like team of coaches who have highlighted for us like areas where we were acting on biases or we weren't acknowledging our privilege and maybe weren't making enough space for people to have their own process inside of a program we were supporting. Um, And so going forward, I mean, we have a coaching mentorship where we have other nutrition coaches work with us and we help them kind of acknowledge that stuff too so that they're able to feel more comfortable and hopefully don't have to go through any of those cringy experiences Mm -hmm. and will reduce harm long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the thing that always like sat with me um and like I hate it now was this idea of like sell them what they want and give them what they need. Right? Which was this idea that in order to sell them on whatever your service is, you had to speak their language, right? But inside your coaching, you could give them what they actually needed. And that was my way of justifying all of that shit, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to use the shame. I'm going to use the pain points. I'm going to get in their head to get them into the program because I know once I get them into the program, I can give them the actual support and help them recognize the things that are truly important 
when it comes to their health and fitness and nutrition journey, right? And that was the way I justified it. But that it doesn't work like that. We can't undo the harm that can come from that type of messaging and that type of copy. So yeah, it's it's so interesting to reflect on that and like super proud and thankful for our journey and being able to like have mentors to bring out these blind spots and teach us this kind of stuff. Um, and now to be working with other coaches and helping them create businesses that are more centered around like what actually works for them and centered around holding space for all different experiences, body types, backgrounds, et cetera. Um, yeah. Love that. Yeah. And I mean, now cut to like two years later, we have like a full business paradigm and I think now a lot of what we're like working on is our relationship working long distance. We're no longer in the same city mm-hmm. and like navigating what it's like to own a business together and maintain a friendship. And it's been challenging. I think we've, sure. we go through phases where we literally have to set these very, very explicit boundaries where we're like, Hey, this is a friend call. Friendship call. Do not talk about work or clients or nutrition at all. And it's really hard not to let the two kind of take over from one another. Or we'll sit down for a business meeting and I'm the first one to come in and be like, let me tell you about this personal experience from my counseling session last night. And Sarah's like, Ahem, uh, here's the meeting minutes for today. So yeah, it's it's hard to navigate and God, we're not perfect at it at all. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's definitely been a new challenge since you moved because we, well, we both moved, but we used to live in the same city and then I moved like two hours away so that at least we could still see each other like at least once a month and it was easier. But now Nicola is how many hours drive? Like 20, 15? You could do it in a day. It's like 30. 13 hours, like a th- 12 plus a ferry ride. Right. She's far. Um, so, and we haven't seen each other with the pandemic. We haven't seen each other since August. July. July. July of 2020. Jesus, almost a year. Oh, that's so sad. Um, so, it, yeah, it's been difficult um, navigating. And like Nicholas said, like it definitely requires us to set boundaries. Um, I think especially on my end, I don't a lot, I don't talk about work with a lot of people in my life, even my partner. Like I don't talk to him about my work as much. We generally, if we're having conversations about work, it's usually more about his work, um, which is totally cool. I just like, don't choose to have that in that space as much. Um, so Nicola is my like one person, my one human that I get to like talk about this stuff with. She's also passionate about the same thing. So it's very easy for us to like, just talk about work, to talk about what's going on with our clients, to talk about business ideas, which is generally me throwing out all these business ideas and Nicola being like, okay, slow your roll. (laughs) Hold up lady. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely those boundaries, need to be set at times and we need to set clear we haven't had a friendship specific sit down in a while yeah and then we recognize that like all of a sudden our work is like getting a little like uh the energy just feels off and then we're like oh you know why 
It's because we've been business bitches for right. the past month <laughs> on top without stopping to check in on each other personally. Yeah. So yeah, it's a balance. And I think like people say, don't go into business with your friends. And I would have probably agreed with that. Like there's not a lot of people I would have been like, fuck yeah, I could see like a a supportive and exciting future working with someone. Um, And maybe that's why it worked out so well with us because we kind of went from like not being super close to all of a sudden being really close and going into business together. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. And like that's not in my nature at all. I move very slow in relationships. Mm -hmm. I like to process on my own and generally like don't take big sweeping actions. So when Sarah was like, okay, we're doing this. I was like, uh, all right. (laughs) That's so funny. I remember when we like started getting super close and like we would text every single day. Mm -hmm. Right. And like we lived in the same city. We saw each other often at the boys house, but like we would text every day and well, I think that was before me and my ex broke up. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, once me and my ex broke up, I think that was when like our relationship really went to the next level because you were like the biggest support in that for me. Um, having like watched me go through that relationship and watch kind of everything go down. Um, that's a conversation for another day. I could talk for hours about that shit show. But um, I remember back to what I originally started talking about here. We would text every single day. And then I remember being like, oh, Nicola, like, thinks I'm cool. Like, sweet. <laughs> and then I remember there was like two days in a row where like we didn't text. And I was like, oh, my God, does she not like me anymore? Like, did I do something wrong? And I was like freaking out. And then I later learned that when you're like going through a tough time or like having like lots of emotions, you like your space. Right. And so I was like taking that personally being like, Oh my God, she doesn't like me or like I did something wrong. Um, but it was very much like you had your own shit going on and like just wanted your space. And that's been something too, that I think we've had to learn about each other of like working together Because again, we usually talk every single day, Mm -hmm. but sometimes if we go a period without talking to each other, I can start to like question like what's going on and take things personally. Um, So yeah, it's like an interesting- So funny because you ghost all the time. (laughs) For a weekend, you won't respond to any of my messages and I'm like, all right, like she's clearly doing something. But on flippity flip, you're like, oh dear Lord. I'm like, pay attention to me. Yeah, I mean, we've had the conversation many times. And I'm sure we'll have it again. That's like, hey, if you're going to like disappear for a little while, like, let me know why, or let me know that you're okay, just so we we're not like conflating like our own needs and space and boundaries with like something's wrong. Yeah, um, and I think that's probably been something that has been the biggest obstacle for us is like our own insecurities in our own business. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they've grown and come so far. There's a lot less stress around that. And I think that aspect of having being friends first allows us to have the conversations that are a little harder, a little more anxiety inducing mm-hmm. without like feeling too afraid to have them. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, like communication for us in managing this business is the absolute most important thing. I mean, that probably goes without saying, but 
yes yeah really really important yeah and i think that's the most important thing in any relationship whether it's a business relationship friendship a sexual physical relationship like that is always the biggest challenge i think um we get different personality types different attachment styles all of that kind of stuff um so yeah it uh it's been a work in progress for sure um but i think i always like when we have these conversations i always like to just really hone down on like i don't think our relationship in business is typical of most business relationships um and i would say that like generally speaking going into business with your friends like is an area to tread lightly Mm -hmm. Um, because I know there's definitely friends that I have that would not be they're great friends and I love them but like we would not do well in business together whether it's because we have too many similarities and clash um, or if we don't have like that open communication Um, so that is definitely something like we'll get coach mentors um, asking us like, Hey, I have this friend. She does the same thing. Like, what do you think? And we have these conversations with them all the time of like, okay, this is like something to seriously consider. Um, and how comfortable do you feel in having difficult conversations with that person in speaking your mind to that person in disagreeing with that person? Right. Because those are things that are going to come up. Um, and I think both of us have gotten better in, and we've both had our own like difficulties in those things. Um, they've looked different. And I think we've both had a ton of growth in that, both as individuals and together, um, which is really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, for a while we were working with someone else too. And that's like why that kind of like separate partnership didn't really work out is because, I mean, we were very immature in the business also, and we were figuring things out, but a lot of that again like the intention was to move through it all as friends but the impact was too many like communication pieces fell through and ultimately it didn't work out and I yeah we like lost someone we were close to through it um through a bunch of different like reasons but I think again because of that we're so much more dedicated to the process that we're in and to being as open as possible with each other and with our clients about what's going on for sure Do you want to talk about the coach mentorship a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, why don't we touch on now? Like, so we've created Paradigm. We've talked about the like group program that we've designed for women previously, the Balanced Lifestyle Method, currently called Shift. Um, But we also have started to dabble in some other areas, which I think both of us are like very, very keen to continue to explore and grow um, just because of our own personal interests, but also because of the different people we get to reach through them. Yeah. And so one of that, one of those areas is this coach mentorship that we have recently started. So we just wrapped up our first group coach mentorship, which we had as a four month program. Um, All the coaches started and ended at the same time. We did a bunch of group calls over different topics. We talked about copy. We talked about um, client conversations. We talked about business systems and all of that kind of stuff. It was like a very all encompassing, um, kind of content there. Um, and then we also had them pop into our group calls that we do once a week inside of our group program shift. So they were able to actually, um, 
watch us in real time coach and teach inside of the program, which I think was super valuable for them. Um, I think especially Nicola, like Nicola is such a good communicator. She's very good with words. She definitely has an up on me in that where I'm like always stumbling and swearing because I don't know what to say. (laughs) And she just like, she, (laughs) she just says everything so nicely. So to be able to be in that space and just like take that in, I think is so valuable um, for these coaches. But also I think it's cool for them to just be able to see like, Hey, we ain't fucking perfect. Like we mess up, we say ridiculous things. We, you know, um, cause I think that's one thing that definitely holds coaches back is this feeling of like imposter syndrome or like they need to have things perfect or they can't be themselves. Right. They have to show up and be a professional and, you know, um, so not even mean anymore. I know. That definition has changed for me drastically since starting our own business. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like all of those things together are why we really wanted to offer coach mentorship. Um, Again, because of like how we experience things and like the bullshit we were taught. Mm -hmm. Um, So to open eyes of future coaches to provide a more inclusive and open and honest conversation and experience for their clients, um, but also to help them break out of like the sh- what we've called the shoulds of the industry. So the idea that you have to be an expert and know absolutely everything and have a fucking PhD in nutrition to help somebody. Um, the idea that you have to be an authority and you are therefore separating yourselves and being acting above your clients and teaching or talking down to them. This idea that you have to, yeah, be perfect with your execution of your program, that you can't make mistakes when you're filming content, that you can't have fun with it. And ultimately that you have to move through all of that being like a clone of someone else in the fitness space and instead being able to create a coaching experience, a coaching business, um, and coaching relationships that really feel like an authentic version of you just as your business. Um, So there's been a lot of like excitement for us there, seeing like coaches come to different ideas um, to kind of revamp their coaching programs or to just walk away being able to serve their clients in a different way has been like very, very exciting. Yeah. It's been such a different, it's a lot, it's opened like so many different conversations for us outside of nutrition, right? Because inside of our nutrition coaching, we definitely do push our clients to have those deeper conversations, right? Like our nutrition coaching isn't about how to get more protein, or, you know, like those superficial things. Like, yes, we talk about that, but, um, it's a lot deeper conversations about body image, about societal standards, about our identity and the thoughts and beliefs that we have. And so opening up this coaching mentorship has just opened up so many more opportunities for us to have conversations in a different light, um, and really look at leadership in the industry in general, Um, and have a bigger impact. Because ultimately, I think that's why both of us got into this was to have an impact on the nutrition and fitness industry and really start to change the narrative. I mean, that's why we came up with the name paradigm. We want a paradigm is like the, the view you have or the way you think about something, right? And so part of the big reason why we're here is we want to help people, women especially, change the way that they think about themselves, their bodies, movement, et cetera. Um, And so by being able to help coaches create businesses that feel 
like them and that allow them to show up as themselves, it's just going to have that ripple effect. So it's been like so fun and we're really excited to have more of those conversations on this podcast um, and to work with more coaches inside of the mentorship moving forward. Anyways, I just got all tingly about that. Yeah, but I mean, like that kind of brings us to present day and like different projects we're going to be working on in the future. We will always like keep up with our one-on-one coaching and have some amazing clients there. Um, but just like we've done in the past, we're going to continue to evolve, and our goal is to continue to be better and better coaches and have yeah the impact so that other people feel like they're able to show up for themselves and support others, etc. Um, we've never been in the business to create more abs or have people eat more fruit like (laughs) nutrition for us is so much more of um, a holistic take on a human being and what that means for their relationship with food how they're feeling about their body the activities that they want to be able to do how they want to show up for their friends and family and it's through that work that a lot of our motivation to grow comes from Mm -hmm. yeah and our own experience in that as well Mm -hmm. sure Um, But yeah, we'll wrap up for today, you guys. So hope that gave you a little insight into our story, why we're here, how we came to be. Um, And yeah, if you guys have any questions, you can visit us on Instagram at Nicola Spencer, at Sarah Cod Fit, or at Paradigm Nutrition underscore, um, or put it in the show notes. Currently, this is an example of not being perfect. We don't know where we're putting these podcasts yet. We're just starting to record them. So hopefully there's some show notes wherever you're listening to this. Um, But yeah, we love hearing from you guys. And if you have any topics that you want us to hit on in upcoming episodes, we would love to hear those from you. And yeah, other than that, do we want to wrap up with anything else? I don't know. We don't have any cute catchphrases yet. Well, we were going to do like a fuck yes and fuck no. Oh, yeah. See, I don't even remember these things. That was your idea. As part of our favorite F word, um, we talked a lot already about food, fitness, and feelings. So we might add to the episodes a fuck yes, something we're like loving, something that we feel is just like really exciting for us right now, and something that's a fuck no. Do you have any? Well, I can think of one that's a fuck yes and a fuck no at the same time. Big giver. That'll be the one for today. Therapy. Oh my God. One hundred percent. That's a prime example of a fuck yeah. yes, fuck no. We both had therapy sessions this week, so we're feeling the feels from that. Um, but when we talk about transformation and like physical, not physical, personal growth, mental growth, I think therapy has been a huge part of both of our journeys and it's morphed a lot into who we are as coaches and we'll talk about that in future episodes but it's definitely one of those things that like is so fucking amazing but also just the fucking worst at the same time um and like the process through it is filled with so many ups and downs so that was my thought okay let's go with that one let's leave it there that was hot with it okay okay you guys well thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode Bye. Bye.